All right, man. Uh, we're we're recording now, so this is Lucky Butter Bar and uh, R10. We started talking about uh, what's going on uh, today in Afghanistan. Uh, Butter Bar and I were kind of shooting the shit back and forth. He uh, mentioned to me that um, somebody that helped him get into the military from the Air Force is being deployed. You know, we've got a contingency of 82nd Airborne there, and what all does that kind of mean? And then uh, Lucky. Uh, who spent, you know, quite a bit of time over there, um, was starting to talk. And I, I decided, you know what, let's just, let's get this recorded. Um, people can listen to this later when they've got time or whatever. I mean, fuck, you know, dude, it's like, it's like that thing too, you know, like our bro that we lost that, uh, you know, people fall on the page and stuff like that. You know, the people you talk to and stuff like that. And, you know, who, who the fuck knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows who we lost over the chain? Who we're going to lose? There have been a lot of people actually who followed PBF over the years who've lost their lives, unfortunately. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's a it's a harrowing thing to behold. And you know, with what I saw today and what I would said prior to your recording, um, you know, it, it just it brought back a lot of memories because, like, I, I've. I've harped on this stuff for months about leaving all the equipment behind. And I understand from a logistical perspective that, you know, Afghanistan being a landlocked country, it's just not quite worth it to go ahead and take all that back. And besides the, the military contractors and everybody like that, the, the, the military industrial complex itself has already gotten their money. There's no point in, you know, getting that crap, but you could have disabled it. I mean, some simple thermite or take the bolts out of the weapons and bend the, the barrels, use the vehicles that we left behind to run over the weapons and disable them. I mean, hell, that was what was done in Libya when they evacuated the there. So when I was in my unit, you know, it just, it just thermited up a lot of memories. Up our shit if we had to, and we were one of the most fucking poke ass things that you could think of. And we still like, all right, you're getting overrun. You fucking blow your shit up. You melt whatever you can. That's secret. And yet we look and there's, tons of functional countless helicopters aircraft weapons it, it's very simple you don't need to like airlift it all out but at least make it useless <clears throat> i think what maybe the well it, I, it again, at the very it, least it comes, disable it i mean that's that's right but i think it, well that's at, that's, that's point, sop i mean yeah, you know i mean you you, you you disable up. crazy tens and you disable any sensitive camo any paper documents you stack them on top of each other and yeah fucking go with the thermite and you can do it with engine blocks you can lay weapons on engine blocks you can take the bolts out if you can't carry them and lay them all on there thermite is wildly effective it'll melt through you know five to ten inches of steel unabated i mean what the fuck is this dude well and i can't see what happened that today it was done on purpose it, it, like it, romeo said that we left it there i <clears> presume right to like let them fuck with china over tajikistan and the other but i don't think that what they want is going to happen. I don't think China is going to fuck with them. I think China is personally just going to be like, all right, you guys are the legitimate government in Afghanistan now. We'll play by your rules and just more or less just be left alone. I mean, we'll see. Well, I think oh, I'd like to describe, though, too, a little bit more. What I mean by intentional is just overall, you know, like the, the post I made, too. I think there's a demoralization aspect to this that's being run because – so much of what we've seen go on in this country for the last two years and even even longer, but really intensified over the last two years is about demoralizing our citizenry so that 
I mean, it, it, it's essentially to. I don't know. It. See, this, this is the thing that messes me up, though. I, I I don't know if that's intentional or not at this point. I can make the argument for it being intentional, but demoralization through competence or incompetence yields the same result. You know, so what at that point, what difference does it really make? Hmm. Well, well, I think you know, the difference you know, being I, I that, think, like, go ahead, Romeo. So the thing is, is that I think our, our elites are broken in this country. And we can see that in numerous different ways. And, you know, some of the actions that they're preparing to take against us are based upon that. You know, with the whole white rage and General Milli Vanilli up there talking about, you know, what, what you know, he, he's he's concerned about that. And, you know, they're, they're all focused on this. Um, I mean, 85% of the combat deaths in the last 20 years have been white Americans. So, I mean... <laughs> White rage seems a bit justified, if that's what you want to call it, bro. Well, yeah, but the, the thing is, though, too, is, look, the white boys from Appalachia are going to be the ones who are going to stand up when the shit hits the fan. And if the corporations and the banks want this country destroyed, they're the ones who are going to create the more problem, the biggest problems. So you have to try to alienate them. The same games that we played against the Muslims. And let's be honest, we bought a lot of the bullshit hook, line, and sinker when all of the propaganda was being thrown at us. I know I did. Certainly. Same. And now they are... It's intensifying, right? And it's intensifying against us. It's intensifying Wait. against... Uh, go ahead. Hey, uh, a journalist I really like, and I hate to say that phrase, <laughs> is Glenn Greenwald. And he's been consistent in his opinions. And he's been on our side, which is so rare to see from, I mean, the guy's a, a gay liberal vegan Jew who lives in a, uh, Brazil and fleeing of the U.S. government because he like broke a lot of the stories of the abuses of power that we've seen in the last few years. And he consistently compares the way that we marginalized and targeted uh, Muslims in the early 2000s to the way that we're in this intense witch hunt for a the supposed white supremacist terrorist group. And now, you know, I, frankly, I've made a few Muslim friends over the years and I feel a bit ashamed that I bought into the, the hype and the scare, justified or not a little bit of it, that we used to oppress and like monitor people illegally. And just the other day, I saw a story from 2015, which the FBI tried to entrap a young Muslim kid. And when he just didn't want to do it, they like just falsified the charges and like brought him up on some false gun charge. And it's the same thing they're doing now. If you see what they've done with the Adam Waffen supposed their biggest example of a right wing terrorist cell, <laughs> the whole lid got blown off that within the last few days. And as I what was that guy was about, paid like $120,000 or something. Yeah, the, the guy FBI. was paying 120 grand to take what was, in essence, a schizo group of weirdos making Nazi art on the internet and turn them into a pedophilic, satanic fucking death cult. And that's what our government tax. Think about how much actual crime could have been prevented through the actual proper use of our resources that instead went to entrapping young men that are vulnerable. But dude. But dude, look at look at uh, two other scenarios, right? We know that um, Governor Whitmer, what was it like, twelve out of like thirteen people that participated that were, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they were they were they were government informants, and so you know they're just like, hey, 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 let's go get Whitmer. Yeah, let's go get Whitmer. Come on, man, let's go get Whitmer. 
And, and I wonder if the 13th guy's like, oh, man, come on, guys. I got something better to do. Like, but there, there, there's, there were so many cases of that, though, and it's something that really baffles me about the American public. They, they have this incredible tendency to adopt the ostrich syndrome. And what I mean by this is that you can look historically at the things that letter agencies have done to the American citizenry over decades now you know, seven decades, CIA experimenting on people, importing drugs into Harlem in the early 70s, importing crack cocaine, the foster drug wars back in, you know, the 80s, um, tampering with people's minds, poisoning water supplies, experimenting on people in St. Louis, which they did for generations. And, you know, they, they all of a sudden will have this inevitable tendency by which to say to themselves, oh, well, that can't possibly be going on now. Oh, no, we can't do that. We, we can't accept that. <laughs> because by doctrine, the CIA is supposed to only operate on foreign soil. The FBI, no, they really do have our best interests at heart. And yes, there are some agents out there that are good. But let's not ignore the fact that, you know, what groups like the Finders, who were a literal satanic pedophile cult, who were protected by both the FBI and CIA operated with impunity throughout the 80s and 90s. Well, I mean, let's not, not ignore the, the fucking shit. fact that there was a group called the there was a group called the Base, right? If you guys, have, I, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah this, another but, FBI CIA op, and yeah, and it was a CIA entrapment op. The same thing with um, the FBI and Gretchen Whitmer up there in Michigan. That was well, dude, exclusively run FBI for the purposes of entrapment, and the media framed it such that these were a bunch of unhinged former military veterans who are avid Trump supporters, which they were not, but that's how it was framed. And the optics, that's what mattered at the time, because it dude, was very Jay critical for these kind of groups to be, to be uh, highlighted at that time. It was a literal fucking psyop we watched happen in real time and people still don't fucking believe it no that could be real but, but yes, even it better is. though it's, it's all a matter of court fucking public record but bro everything on 6 january is the same way the guy that was the head of the oath, the oath keepers. keepers yeah right right they've got video of him the night before trying to get people saying like hey we gotta charge into there you know like why would the head of the Oath Keepers be out there telling people they needed to charge into the building and then suddenly people are invited into the building, right? He's the only and one he, that wasn't arrested for it? Oh, dude, there was there was a few different people like that, you know? It, he just happens to be one of the ones that's easiest to spot. But across the board on January 6th, it was a ton of people who were informants. And you can tell because they don't get charged. And it's the lower level people that are getting charged with all these bogus charges. And it's it's just they, they keep running the same game. So what I'm trying to tell you is I don't know if I can even trust you two. No. But seriously, <laughs> it's <enough>. like <laughs> but dude, I, I can't even imagine what well, we're trying looking this all at. back in to well, I, I'd like to try to tie it into the whole Afghanistan shit that we're seeing sure. today. Because this is a, a, a really an overtly geopolitical move. Now, I have a theory on this, but I haven't quite fleshed it out. So I guess maybe I'll, I'll talk about it in real time and we'll see how either retarded or correct I am, if not both. 
So my theory is I can is only that vote both. Yeah, because of both. what's happening there in Afghanistan, we've ceded control to the Taliban, and now there was a, a deal done with Russia and Germany to allow for a pipeline, right? Because Brexit and everything, and so Russia's de dealing oil to the EU, well, Germany specifically, but they're the de facto leaders of the EU anyway. Um, let's not pretend about that. I mean, they they basically own Greece by fucking debt volume alone. So there's that. Okay, now you have what's going on in Tajikistan where wholesale genocide and slaughter has been going on for basically about the past two years. The Chinese are doing their fucking business and they have their eyes on a lot of lithium that's out there in Afghanistan. Trillions of dollars worth of uh, resources and minerals, which is always the end game. There's, I mean, fuck, the U.S. Geological Survey has been doing shit out there. Completed one of their first surveys in 2003, then another one in 2008, so on, so on, so forth. Um, what it really comes across as is that, hey, we'll go ahead and take the Vietnam blow as the U.S., but we'll allow Russia and China to do business, such as it is, to further the global fucking agenda, a one-world um, economy that's headed by corporations. This sounds wild and fucking conspiratorial, but I fully see it happening. Well, I don't so, think you're that's, off that's base me. on that. I, I can articulate that's... it better if I write it out because I'm just working on the fucking fly. Well, no, dude, um, I mean, that absolutely makes sense. Right. And the only thing you left out of there was the banks. But I think one of the things that's going to be interesting as it comes to some of this other stuff where we're talking about the war on the home turf, I, I, I do wonder at the end of the day, because, you know, part of what caused problems in Afghanistan goes back to Vietnam. And it's the thing that, you see uh, with the letter agencies, how much they're obsessed with metrics. You know what I mean? Like, how do you qualify that we're doing good? The numbers, right? It's the numbers game, the bean counters. But they lie with the numbers. And that lying with the numbers, it's something that makes them weak, too. Do you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> absolutely. Well, no, absolutely. And that, that was another thing. Um, I, I discussed some... Uh, actually posted this on telegram and on the uh, PBF main page. One of my former, what well, my last Lieutenant um, messaged me and we, we got to talking for quite a while. And, you know, I mean, I, I appreciated the reassurance from him, you know, like, Hey man, you know, I'm glad to have you there or whatever. You know I me, mean? I'm not good with compliments and shit. And I tend to deflect a lot. But um, one thing that we'd gotten to talking about was this general general Croparata. And he, he was a major general. And I had built this intelligence gathering system, this whole assay system, which was later adopted by RCT-8 and then 2nd Marine Division Large. And what General Cromperata wanted me to do was essentially skew my data such that it made it seem as though the Afghan National Army and the Afghan National Police were competent. <laughs> I could not do that. I cannot go back and rework years of fucking ARs and you know, video and SIG acts, I cannot go back and do that. And I, I wouldn't mean, even want if to you could anyway. one video of jumping because if that data is skewed, screw up the whole thing as well. It, it, oh, dude, that that's not even the fucking start of it, bro. Holy shit. I remember being in a firefight with some of these fucking ANA guys and they're sitting alongside a well and they're shooting at birds saying, you know, <laughs> there's a, there's a Madaraka crack. You like could you crack? I'm like, no, dude, I don't like birds, bro. You look downrange, you dumb fuck. 
you know, these people were incompetent, but what these generals were doing and so many field grade officers were, they were lying by which to pad their own resume. By the time they got out, they could make their walk into politics or they can make their walk into a, a job with Raytheon or Boeing or Lockheed or whatever. Um, they could pull the General Mattis route, who's currently a, you know, con- uh, he's, he, can call, he fucking consults for a Chinese defense firm. You know, that, that kind of stuff. That's all these people were Yay, looking out. Yay, accomplishment. Wait, wait, wait to fucking come through Mad Dog. Well, it's like, uh, if, yeah, I'm not sure They didn't sure care guys... about mission accomplishment. That's all it was. So I'm not sure if you guys have read it. You probably have. That uh, Army white paper about, it's called lying to ourselves. And it relates the exact point that you just made in which we have senior officers who are like shifting data and like molding it to their own reasoning and playing games and statistics to make themselves look better. And yet we can't address our own faults because we live in a risk-free, fault-free army. And this paper was published in like 2012. And I remember I read it when I was a lieutenant and they, and yet it's the same shit that we're seeing right now. We have this paper that lays to bear exactly what the problem is, but we won't fix it. And every platoon sergeant will give his new butter bar, this little paper to read the booklet and nothing fixes because at the end of the day, the people that are willing to take risks, they get pushed out, they get pushed out, you know, and the ones that are just sycophantic, kiss ass politics players that are perfectly willing to just tow whatever line is possible to get ahead just so they can make it to the end and get that job. Like you said, they're the ones that get promoted and they're the ones that we perfectly happy to pin a suicide bombing at the airport on some young O3 and his company. And yet the guys that were strategically in charge of getting us, you know, over there and like this whole fiasco happening, we'll just, you know, walk off, retire with their four star, get a, uh, MSM or whatever, you know, uh, distinguished service medal, and then you know, walk into a corporate job. It's none, no, none the worse. And yet, you know, I fear for one of. The, I hope the guys that have that were there today don't have to get some big bullshit DA six on them and completely screwed over. Inevitably, it will happen, I'm sure, and I hope to God it doesn't. But whatever, that's what I think we ought to be on the lookout for whenever that shit goes down, that like we can organize a veteran community to try and fight for these folks. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the ideal. That's the highest ideal. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean to cut you off. No, it's all good, bro. It's all good, man. Um, I know uh, we're kind of, we're doing this impromptu. We haven't really thought it out. You know, we're just kind of on the fly here, but something, something that I think is important, as that ties a lot of this together. And hopefully I can articulate what I'm trying to say based upon kind of some of the things that you were saying as well. There, it's an attempt at demoralization and it will demoralize us if we allow it to demoralize us because that is the goal. But we must realize that many of these people, what they represent is really truly a paper tiger. It's, um, these people will trump up charges. They're bean counters that will trump up charges at the same time, too. I mean, th- this is these people are pure evil. Don't get me wrong, too. I mean, these people do, do represent pure evil because the mammon is the thing that they're striving for. There's nothing pure. There's nothing that is to give back to humanity from these people. 
these people just they're part of the satanic world and they only want to replicate that world in any way they can and oh i, I don't so know sweet I, romeo I, gotta, I think <clears throat> I, I i i could hit it in terms of spirituality but it's it's in my mind it's it's very simple the way that i chalk it up is is that this is a, another for the repetition of history that has shown to be profitable not only that the demoralization is ancillary to any of it be it intentional or not that is going to happen regardless i'm going to feel the same way today as i did when i heard that nauzad fell back you know almost a decade ago having spent a lot of time there in helmand province and to that avail what what does it all really mean okay well people are lining their fucking pockets your representatives though don't represent you and that's what begs the real question what is it that has prevented people from rising up well, and this may sound like glow posting or fucking fuck but if you look at it historically speaking in this country in america my adopted country i came here in 1992 when i was seven years old that spirit of rebellion to have representation that actually matters is what is important these people these politicos these wannabe fucking rulers of fiefdoms like like you have newsom and cuomo and whomever they do not represent the people and what was the justification we were told for the american war against the brits taxation without representation yes but what does that mean that means that they had no representation in the country of which was their their homeland yes this is our homeland now i want you to ask yourself look to any politician that is in office any politician right left independent whatever do they truly represent you do they represent the best interests of their constituents but, and i well, guarantee I mean, dude, you you will fucking say no every time the, you will this say is that no. we live in an oligarchy we live in an oligarchy we don't the, this whole idea that we have some kind of representative democracy is a false it, it's something that it, it's a game they play and with the last election they had to totally pull back the curtain on the game because the person that had been previous elected was causing way too many problems for them so and that's also I, part of why the, the all the covid shit's been thrown at us as well because that's right. all part of the deception as well to create more control for the corporations in order to create this one world bank so, corporation like neo feudalism yeah so i got i gotta hop off but i want to just with some closing statements to go along with you guys are saying uh it is very demoralizing what we're living through right now certainly it really is but the thing is i draw faith from the fact that we have had countless other examples of you know this this can't last for long like this corrupt kleptocracy that we're you know living under this anarcho tyranny it, it will come to a breaking point either maybe neither here in our generation or maybe the next but like you said romeo they pulled out all the stops to stop donald trump who you know i liked him everyone here a lot of people liked him i at the end of the day he was a bit incompetent you had a guy that was like you know a tv star that was running the government that didn't have a lot of experience 
that he had his shortcomings and he had his hands tied behind his back. But what I really take solace in is the fact that they pulled out every single trick in the book for this guy. And sooner or later, there's going to be an American Caesar that like, you know, rises up that will probably utilize the will of the people and really just not take this shit. And I think we're only a few, maybe a generation or so away from that. And I, I have confidence in our people and the people of America and, you know, of all races that we eventually will be able to move past that. And this guy is right around the corner. And I think that this, this can't last for long. It's unsustainable. It's untenable. And sooner or later it's going to change. So, so could, uh, I, can I, I respond I think, to you real quick before you jump yeah, off? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So I, th I think one of the big challenges though, to counteract what we're seeing right now, do you guys follow, I, I was reading this on like the American conservative back in July. It's the college Republicans. So essentially what happened, because, you know, like the college Republicans, college Democrats, those groups, those are the feeder groups because you get the people in there that go work on campaigns, but they become the elite that help to feed into the, the different parties. Well, what happened was the college Republicans basically dissolved themselves because there was a guy that was running and then there was the candidate that they wanted to win. And what they did essentially was they dissolved the college Republicans in order to prevent this. And that destroyed one of the elite feeding grounds. And when you start ostracizing the elite feeders, like what they did with the college Republicans, that means you're going to, you're going to radicalize people more. And that's something. Yeah. Yeah. There may be uh, a Caesar coming along, but man, it's going to be ugly because well, of be what ugly, they're doing. They're destroyed. Well, the thing is, we have a very myopic view of what's going on, but if you zoom out, like we've only seen this stuff going on for the last year or two we watched them like tear their hair out over donald trump and that was just the beginning i think so right now things may seem bleak but i think in the near future like again we, they can only pull they can only de-platform they can only uh take away the rights of and an ability to run of so many people before eventually they just run out of tricks to pull and that's what we're that's what we're hurtling and sprinting towards and I think we lost Melvin. Yeah, I think we lost him. He said it was Thursday yeah, it's night. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. One of these things, you know. I mean, it's something that we're we're both relatively new to as far as doing this via Telegram, and this is totally impromptu. You know, for but dude. people listening, this is literally a lark thing, and. Romy and I, we, we talked about it for like three minutes and then all of a sudden, hey, let's go ahead and do it. Why not? But it still is hilarious that the officer was the one that destroyed it for us. That That's hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a certain delicious irony in that regard. You know, let, let him be the one who leads us lost, you know. Yeah, oh, man. Fucking officers these days, you know. Yeah, man. Well, I don't have too much more to say, man, honestly. I just wanted to kind of get some of that out there. You know, man, um, I know we'd had some people um, look like they wanted to ask questions. I don't know if there's anybody still here that uh, wants to. Uh, I know a couple of, like, hands were popping um, up early. Well, you know, yeah, I know. I saw hands popping up. I mean, if anybody wants to, you know, 
hop on. I'm not opposed to it. You know me. I, I, I like to talk to people. So Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not anything like... That's me. Yeah, I know. As long as it's not anything retarded. <laughs> you know. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, I mean, no, sometimes uh, sometimes retardation. <laughs> oh, okay. We got Preston. Are you uh, recording it all, Romeo? Yeah, it is, it's recording. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and manage those. Okay. you. I'll go ahead and manage the ones who um, pop their hands up. We'll go ahead and start with Preston, and then we have Greg in waiting. Okay. You're going to have to take it off mute, Preston. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, we got you. All right. Yep. So um, I'm active duty. Um, I've been following along with you guys since I was in high school. And about that's about, shit, almost five years ago now. And uh, I just, you know, looking at this from my perspective, I, I work in the intelligence community and I follow along uh, different levels of information. And it's, you know, it's been weird the last two years, like you guys said. So. Can you speak to guys that are active duty, how to properly ask questions up our chain of command, things of that nature, since you guys have that experience as well? Um, I've always been really bad at that. <laughs> I was never, I was never like the best guy. I mean, uh, I don't know, lucky man. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the command. question. Maybe because so it's out, it's like, out to me like like in, in case oh. there's something that's kind of crazy going on. So like, tell me if I'm right, right here, Preston. Like if you're if you're if you're like things aren't making sense and then trying to make sense out of it and you want to get proper answers. Well, all right. So I'm trying to frame this correctly. So it's like I've noticed that um, a lot of the officers or senior enlisted in my command specifically who are um, you know, I guess more career focused in the military, like they, they've made this their career. Um, that's kind of suspicious to me in some ways that, um, not suspicious, but like, I question that because it's like, okay, to what end? You're just kind of like a yes, man. You'll do whatever it takes to rank up without questioning a lot of these things, um, that we talk about. Um, so I guess it's just like, how do you, I guess, like process that? In a way, I guess is a better way to frame. Oh, so okay, okay. So to deal no, with no, the no, politics I understand of it, right? Okay, so you you have to make a personal determination there in that regard, whether you want to just do your four and out or you want to be a careerist. Right. Um, I know with the Marine Corps, typically you you know if you don't make staff by twelve years, you know, I mean, hell, you're probably even going to get processed out as a sergeant at ten if we're being honest about it, because as, as things have been chopped down a lot, um, I've, for practical purposes, considered it post-war since probably about 2012. So I don't know your branch. I don't want to know. I don't want you to divulge any personal information. Yep. No, when it comes to questioning the, uh... things, yeah, be terse and, and obfuscate your shit as much as possible because Absolutely. Well, people or people, people listen. Yep. So in as much that it's possible for you, I would say request mast when reasonable. Um, if you're you're charged with something stupid, you know, a request right. mast by all means, you know, take it to, you know, battalion or, or regiment or whatever. And most of the time that shit will be declined um, because people don't want to deal with the paperwork and the politics. 
So with respect towards reconciling that, how you deal with these careerists, these these staff NCOs, these people with a lot of black on their collar or and or obviously careerists, it comes down to what you value most. Right. Let's be clear. Like, I mean, I think for this goes for most we, of us that have served. We we have uh, you know deep respect for for all of the people that do that. Um, but when these people start pushing the vaccines, and they don't question it themselves, when when I I'll present uh, you know a valid argument. Can you can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we got you. You're good. Yeah, you know okay. I. I, I so, you know, I, 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 I understand science. that question. So, uh, and I try to maintain my argument based in science, and I, I would hope most of the service members who don't want the vaccine do that. Um, yeah, it just seems uh, weird that now they're just pushing it so hard, and then you know we see who used to work for Pfizer, who now might work in the FDA or vice versa, or other uh, big pharma companies. So, you know, it's all very weird. Well, it's not weird. It's deliberate. It's by design. Now, so being a service member, being an active duty guy, you know the the, the six articles, right? Yeah. All right. So the central point that I'm going with here um, is contained therein to follow only lawful orders, like particularly if I'm in a war zone and I'm asked to do something which I know is illegal, which is fucked up. I can question that order. Yes. Absolutely. I can choose not to obey that order. Right. That same right is accorded to you as it is to every service member. Yeah. Stand your principles, hold your grounds. And you know what? If I know it's going to hurt, if if something, you know, if you want to be a careerist and you want to move on that forward in your career like that, whether these dark days with logic, and reason and go through with our articles the the oath of which we swore yeah and take it high up as the chain of command is needed yeah i mean that's well said i'm absolutely gonna you're work. not an experiment you, you you're not a you, you're you're not a guinea pig brother all right yeah yeah i'm gonna do everything Think more highly of yourself in that regard right no, that's well said thank you and you know i i don't want anything else to well, I, if I could just add, you know, because I was thinking about this a bit more, you know, while I was always kind of a rebel at the same time, too, I learned along the way how to kind of grease the gears and things like that. And it wasn't for myself. It was for anybody that I was responsible for, because if I'm getting along with people at the end of the day, especially these careerists, I'm only going to make things easier for the people that report to me. And that's really what was important. You know, because, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you've got to develop those relationships for that because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with people and where you're going to need to like, hey, you know what I need, whatever you're going to need help with, right? And so, yeah, that's that's the only thing I would say towards that. But absolutely everything that Lucky was saying here, otherwise, it's 100%, man. Yeah, I just, I feel like uh, all these, uh, I don't know, influencer or uh, informational accounts, we talk about, you know, we highlight information or things pertaining to the military, but not how the guys in the military are dealing with that, that are going through it. So I appreciate that. 
Sorry. Yeah, bro. You, you know, I think what's a challenge sure, too is because you know we we no longer are on active duty, and so sometimes, and and plus too, you know, it's something that Lucky and I have talked about considerably as well. You know, we don't want to be like uh, Uncle Rico with the the football that you know he fucked up in high school and he he could have could have gone yeah. all the way and everything like that. You know, it's like we we will talk about some of these military things at times, especially when things jump out like today. You know, and, and things like that. But we're more than happy to answer questions where we can for people. We just don't want to make it come across like we're posers trying to hit oh, on the high school girls. Yeah. No, I just. Uh, <laughs> hey, Romeo. Uh, hey, Romeo. Uh, I, I I don't mean to cut you or press. I, I don't mean to cut you or press enough. But you know, I, let's go ahead and answer somebody else real quick, man. Yeah, hey, yeah. Preston. Sorry, hey, feel you free. You see my lucky PBF stuff there that I comment on. Feel free to message or you know whatever anytime, dude. You know, I, yeah. I, I like to talk to people and, you know, that, that's what I do. I've been, been at this shit for about a decade now. So. Sure. Thanks, guys. You know, that's what I do. That's what we do at PBF. So let's go ahead and uh, take, um, well, Andy. Andy was. We have yeah, one Andy drop off. Next, and then Nick. And then and after that, after that, we'll go ahead and uh, take uh, Nick Barr after that. Preston, well, I appreciate you, brother. Stay strong. Stay stand fast. Thanks, guys. Andy, my man, what's up, brother? No, no, he, he... he's still on mute. You got to come on mute, Andy. No, there you no, go. No, sorry. Yeah, I'm not dude. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry uh, about that. Well, you know, forgive me, my no, misgendering. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we didn't know your pronouns. Did you want to go ahead and announce your pronouns beforehand? <laughs> Oh my god. No, sorry. Yeah, it's I just play around the spelling of it, whatever. most people spell it that way. Anyways, I actually really didn't have a question. I just wanted to say thanks for what you guys do. I really appreciate you guys doing this. The events of today have just weighed so heavy on my mind. I got out in twenty twelve, been following y'all since twenty thirteen. I'm so glad you guys decided to stick around, put your uh your opinions on things just kind of you all have been kind of a source uh for me for a while now so really just want to say thanks and uh i really have a whole lot of else to add uh, no appreciate you saying that you know i mean uh, i think you know like lucky and i we've talked about this at times and we're always just it, there's an internal motivation to just keep trying to get the truth out there and hopefully we don't get it wrong too often Right. Yeah. You got. Sometimes I've I've been wondering, hey, what's going on right now? I'm like, where can I go? Where can I find stuff? And I'll I'd I'd find you guys constantly. I'd always had to find you guys. You get kicked off Instagram, Facebook. I mean, it's kind of two years ago now, and then found y'all in here. So I've just constantly been trying to find y'all. <laughs> like, what's going on? And you guys always kind of you you share things that are pertinent, and you know, you guys just have this this whole insight to things I really appreciate. Um, Cause you know, not just, you're not just veterans, but you're um, I think you're both from the Marine Corps, right? You both serve there. I, I never, I don't think I've ever officially uh, said no, where I, I served. Have I? I don't think I've ever yeah, said Romeo, I try to, he, keep, uh, I, I, I try to, I, I try to keep it more anonymous. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Romeo, it was, Romeo's it was the, uh, 
it was the uh, what do you call it? Romeo's Salvation an, Army. A, he's a he's an intensely private person. Salvation Army. Um, yeah, Romeo's a very intensely <laughs> private person. So, but for me, yeah, I was I was Marine Corps Infantry, and uh, I contracted right. for a little while after I got out as well. Um, you know. So, but no, I appreciate you. I'm glad that you, that, you, that you seek us out and, you know, hopefully we've done something positive for you, you know, over the years. Yeah. I mean, we, it's yeah. been quite an evolution over the past. Right. I mean, we've done anything from look Wednesdays, Fridays and lambasting, you know, or me challenging Congress women to debates in public and all this other nonsense, you know, that, that I like to think that the, the consistency that we have, have is telling people the truth as best that we know it and hopefully we've done a good job and romeo has been a great arbiter of that over the past you know four or five years and honestly pbf wouldn't be what it is today without him and well quite frankly you too so thank you for that i really appreciate you of course uh i hope you guys keep doing these and i'll go ahead and get off the line so everyone else can uh you know continue the conversation so for sure right on dude for sure <laughs> all right bye guys bye okay so who we have up nick. next oh yeah we have nick nick bars nick Bar. and then greg yep hello nick did you let him in it's still showing his hand. There we go. I did. Hey, there you are. There we go, Nick. I What's up, brother? To, uh, I just wanted to talk to people, kind of like Preston hopped on late, didn't catch the uh, the full thing. Well, uh, I'll catch it on Spotify whenever it goes on later. But just talking about um, kind of trying to deal with officers and things of that nature. And I just wanted to kind of share some encouragement and um, act, I'm an active duty your officer and i just wanted to kind of encourage to stand the course and you know the longer we're in us younger guys making more of a difference more of sway just so long as we're keeping uh you know persevering and uh staying respectful and making sure our opinions are heard but you know the longer we're in the more influence we have i hope just everybody knows that I, i'm always amazed oh, absolutely and, brother and I, you I, know I, you know, you know, I, I don't I'm know always surprised. Say, actually, when, yeah. uh, I was just going to say, I, I'm always surprised when we've got officers following us, but we've got quite a bit, quite a few, because we make fun of officers a lot, you know, but I, I think it's cool that we do. And uh, I, I mean, I'm glad to see it as much as I'll make fun of officers at times. And uh, it, it encourages me because I know then that they're not all brainwashed at the end of the day, because that's a fear of mine, you know, especially, uh, you know, having gone back to school, um, you know, after I got out, because I was in school for a bit, I joined the military, and then I went back to school, even though I was taking classes while I was in. But, uh, you know, I, I could always see kind of the direction that things were going and kind of where they're now. Uh, but that's cool, man, you know? Yeah, and, yeah uh, for sure. Yeah, cool. I mean, hey. Now, 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 Nick, now Nick, I actually, I have a question for you, Nick, if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah, for sure. What's up? Um, don't reveal anything personally, you know, disclosing. And actually, if that's your real name, I would suggest right. using a pseudonym from now on. Yeah. But um, it is on your day to day. 
what do you do to inspire your juniors or the men that you lead, you know, to stay the course, you know, and, and to kind of navigate this nonsense? Because I could not imagine what it would be like to be active duty anymore. Um, for me, a lot of the writing was on the wall when, you know, we had Amos as, as a commandant in the Corps. And, you know, it was the, the, the differences between 2005 when I first enlisted versus when I got out in the end of 2011 after my last deployment were so vast. And I, I, I knew that if I stayed in that I would be crucified. I mean, hell, it, it got to, so bad at one point where I knew my article 31 by heart because <laughs> I've been brought up on charges plenty of times, not for anything um, that I would consider indiscretionary, yeah. but training my guys for combat and wanting them to appreciate the severity of what our job entailed in the infantry for all that it is good and bad. And then I was also part of a battalion that is famous for not only asking Mila Kunis to the ball, but pissing on dead Taliban, <laughs> which I had no problem with, you know, it, it, yeah. it worked as a very powerful psychological, um, you know, dissuasion of aggression in that, that regard. How do, how do officers phrase it? Um, a psychological disincentive. So, you know, that's, that's what works. So returning to the original question, what do you do on your day to day? Maintain, you know, that lets your guys know to inspire trust and confidence in them to you. How do you do it, Ben? Um, the best advice I ever got when I was doing officer training was from, uh, um, uh, Sergeant first class who told me just don't be weird. And that's always, that's always kind of been the, like the voice in the back of my head. <laughs> don't be weird. You know, cause like all this shit is weird, you know? And so that's funny. If you're just a normal person and just, I just interact with soldiers and well, troopers, the, just the same way I would with anybody else. Um, and you know, it, people know when you treat them differently than you normally would, it's, it's hard to maintain facades and, People are smart, you know, and so if you just treat them like normal people like you would just off the street, then uh, you start to develop that trust and that that bond of, uh, yeah, I'm not weird, you know. Well, I'll give you another slice of advice here, man. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. When the bullets start flying, people don't care about rank. Don't get mad at you guys for calling each other by first name. Don't do that because that humanizes them. We, when we called, there's some, there's a joke that we used to have is that when we referred to each other by last name, that was our slave name. So don't call me by my slave name. When the shit starts going down, I'm Jason, you are whomever motherfucker. Let's get it done. Humanize your guys. Let them know that they're not, just merely um, a number on a roster. They're not a, you know, something that, that is relegated to a, a, a fucking PDF file, you know, or some sort of a equipment depth sheet or something like that. You know, you humanize your guys and they're going to love you fucking forever, man. Truly. Thanks, man. Thanks for the advice, Jason. But that's all we got on that. Right on. Keep doing what you're doing. Cool. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. And let's go ahead and uh, 
we got a uh, Rothbard up next. <laughs> Murray Rothbard, going, Romeo. Yeah, let's let, let's do one more. Uh, let's do uh, let's do Rothbard here, and then uh, then we can call it quits. All right, bet. All right, Mr. Rothbard, what's up, brother? What you got for us? Murray Rothbard, talk to us. I, I allow it. There he is. He's, okay, he's Rothbard. coming. Sometimes it just seems like there's a delay there. He's just got to come off mute now. I think maybe he was passively listening or something. Well, sometimes I don't think people realize. There he is. Okay. Yeah. So, for the record, for anybody who wants to do this shit, apparently you have to unmute yourself as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so I was sitting there yeah. talking to myself like a dumbass. So you'll have that. That's our we're dumbasses too, man. We 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 don't exactly make a virtue of it. I definitely uh, definitely appreciate somebody recognizing the name. That was cool, but. Uh, so, you know, we, we got on this topic of obviously, you know, um, most of us have a certain type of background one way or the other, or at least we all, you know, have, have a lot of the same outlooks and appreciate a good discussion if we don't. Um, something I've definitely enjoyed from this page for many, many years. Uh, the fact that we can, even when we disagree, we can all have a civilized fucking conversation about our differences of opinion. And that's something you guys have moderated incredibly well. But I figured, uh, you know, y'all y'all might like this little tidbit. I know everything has been pretty well centrally focused on, you know, all, all of our military shit going on right now, which is just a goddamn travesty and uh, everything like that. But I know we, you guys discussed a little bit about what's going on here in the States as well. And I figured I'd let y'all in on what, some of us are doing here in uh, here in the states, if you don't mind. By all means. Um, so I myself, uh, I'm a steel fabricator. Um, lots of welding and shit, but I work for one of the larger steel mills in the country, and we are sitting down in a meeting tomorrow because our company has decided to go political. And uh, they're now implementing these policies that if you are, obviously, if you yourself or your loved one is very sick uh, due to the current uh, engineered virus, uh, you qualify for FMLA per federal requirements. However, if you are just exposed to someone who is confirmed as a positive case, you are, per their policy, quarantined for two weeks. And if you have any of your vacation that you have not used for your loved ones. For instance, I have something upcoming this fall that I will not miss. Uh, thanks to my beautiful wife. Uh, <laughs> they said, if I get a positive, uh, positive case that's exposed to me, they will be forfeiting my vacation. <laughs> and I have no choice in the matter. But if you are someone who has received the vaccine, the you know temporary quote unquote FDA approved one, uh, they'll go ahead and cover your time off with <laughs> with no reprimand. 
but yeah, given me being, quite the conundrum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I get to meet with the number five in the plant tomorrow, uh, myself and have a, as polite and tactful as I can be type of discussion with him based upon, uh, I will not miss the birth of my child and y'all can do with that. will as you please, but you're not taking my fucking vacation. Well, you know, honestly, man, um, one of the best Marines I've ever known, he, he goes by Matt's all right on, on fucking, um, on Instagram. He does a Twitch and all that stuff. Um, Great guy, Matthew Jimenez. Great fucking guy. One of my best friends in the entire world. This Marine actually went UA to go ahead and be there for the birth of his first child. And he was reprimanded severely by command. But you know what? I never slided him for it. Not at all. I mean, who wants to miss that? Who's not going to be there for the birth of their child? Of course. Yeah. You know? I mean, what kind of man would that make you? I mean, that, hell, hell or high water, I'll move the goddamn stuff so as long as I could be there. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's, that's what I have to try to, you know, I, I've got, ever since I got out, I got dealt a lucky fucking card and I worked my ass off to put my, to put myself ahead of the crowd uh, at my trade. And, uh, you know, I, I put myself in a good position and now all of a sudden this company has completely turned their backs on the people because they went corporate and political. And I just, you know, I know I'm just spitballing here and sharing with, with some like-minded fellows, but Holy fucking shit. I have to try to be tactful with this guy tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what I can do? I want you, um, you, you see my, my, my lucky PBF profile there on Instagram. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. On, uh, on telegram. Yeah. Go ahead and message me offline. I know a really good lawyer who deals with this stuff, and he's a he's a Marine veteran, combat vet, great guy. He deals with this stuff exclusively. I'll put you in touch with him. I would greatly appreciate that, and so would – I mean, we have so many people. It's, it's, it's a blue-collar nation out there, and most people that are still willing to do blue-collar fucking work, you know, there's a high percentage that fucking served, and they're all being done fucking dirty. Hey, I know it. Don't I know it, dude? I'm a I'm a roofer and carpenter by trade, man. You know. I, oh, I fucking, fucking hey. yeah, you definitely know it. it. It's fucking hard work, man. But you know, you got to stick to your principles regardless. And you know, you, you have to establish healthy boundaries, not only relationships but also work relationships and employment, and value yourself as well because you are worth it. You need to believe that in yourself. So you cannot compromise yourself for just an almighty dollar. For sure. And that's important. For sure. Copy that, brother. Well, I appreciate so y'all taking me. I actually, I, I actually hit the hand raise on accident at first, but hey, you know, it's a pleasure speaking with y'all. Right on. Hey, man, no, it's, a, it's a pleasure to hear from you. Well, y'all take care now. All right? You too, man. All right, brother. So that's it. Uh, right, I'm gonna try so to see think if I can. Missing... Yeah, dude, I'm pretty. I'm pretty uh, beat. Just you know how my work schedule's been lately, and uh, everything before that I thought was gonna let up this week only started letting up finally today. So I'm uh, I'm a little mentally zapped, but I wanted to come on here. I'm glad you joined me, and we 
we had butter bar. I'm not sure what happened, man, because I don't know what he did to the uh, the chat there, but whatever, man. It's uh, it's it's we'll figure it out. So next time we do this, and we 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 know how this goes, and I know how to record this too as well. Yeah. So we can put this up here, and everybody can kind of check it For out. Sure. Hopefully, I'll be able to track down that other one, but I do have concerns since uh, there seemed to be a specific technique behind the scenes here in the settings, but whatever. It's all good. So, uh, yeah, man, it's all good. Well, you know, maybe, maybe we, maybe we can do breakfast or something, uh, here on, uh, well, actually, you know, before church on Sunday or maybe after church, we can go, you know, catch some lunch together or something. Maybe, 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 maybe. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks everybody for, uh, that's about it. Well, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to us. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. You know, glad to answer. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Bobby. <laughs> it's all good, bro. It's all good, man. All right, man. Well, this is Lucky and R1O, and we're out. All we can spend all our time waiting for some justice to be done.